0: Hello and welcome back to the Motherhood Unstressed podcast. I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, I have had such an amazing weekend, such expansion, um, just really getting back into a consistent meditation routine. I turned 35 on Thursday and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get up early. Meditate, do yoga, journal, go for a run, do all the things, because my dad always said, you know, what you do on your birthday is what you do all year. So I wanted to create a good, positive start. And then I was thinking later, I was like, well, if I'm doing this now, I need to at least challenge myself to sit on the mat every single day and meditate, even if it's just for three minutes. Like, that is something. And for me especially, that's something so powerful that really grounds me and connects me to source and makes me happier and makes me a better mom. Um, So I've been doing it ever since Thursday, every day. uh, A little bit of yoga mixed in there as well. And I just, I can already feel the benefits. So if you're listening to this, maybe you could try it too and let me know um, on Instagram at Motherhood Unstressed how you're doing, what day you're on out of 365. And we'll just kind of hold each other accountable because I think it's really empowering and I think it's really just healing, you know? And if we can all kind of, do it together we raise the consciousness all around um but i wanted to let you know speaking of yoga if you are in the atlanta area i'm hosting a yoga and meditation event over at righteous room in brookhaven it's going to be at 7 a.m on saturday the 28th of september Uh, depending on when you're listening to this it might be today it might be tomorrow um So I'm going to just take everyone through some gentle morning yoga, do meditation, and then talk about CBD and the science behind CBD. Um, My line, uh, there's going to be music, a photographer, um, Curva Coffee is who I'm partnering with. They're going to have their amazing coffee there. And uh, yeah, it's just going to be a really good time. So if you're listening to this and it's not the 28 yet... Mark your calendar and show up. I would love to meet you. I would love to participate in this yoga and meditation CBD talk with you. And uh, yeah, just have a really amazing morning before the craziness of the weekend gets going. Um, But turning now to the topic of our episode this week. So amazing. I'm speaking with Darren McGee. He's an artist out of Ojai, California. And I found him kind of happenstance online. I was just on Instagram looking around and I saw this art and it spoke to me almost immediately. And I said, who is this person? So I went and I looked at the art and it was all incredible and, and evocative. And, and I just I had to learn more. And then I started reading his captions and they were vulnerable and they were beautiful and they were real. And I thought, okay, well, this is definitely someone I'm going to reach out to because they're stirring something inside of me. And whenever that happens, uh, I think there's a reason and I need to reach out and find out what that reason is. <laughs> so I did. And he said he was down to record. And um, this episode was really just going to be about his process, um, how he does his art consistently. And I've come to found out that he left his nine to five job to do this. It was a slow, steady progression of just coming to the page every single day and creating and doing something beautiful. Um, And then we also talk about his inspiration and where that comes from. So I think you're going to love to hear about that. Um, It's not what you think. (laughs) And I think it's a really positive talk about the power of psychedelics and what that can do and and how it's been so maligned um, in history, uh, in recent history, and why that's maybe not necessarily the right take on that. Um, So I think this will definitely provoke some thought, um, provoke some conversation at the very least. If you love it, please share it with a friend, leave us a five-star review, subscribe if you haven't already, that does so much for the show's ratings, Um, yeah, and uh, enjoy the show with Darren McGee. This episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD. You can purchase our third-party tested, organic, USA-grown hemp in stores across the country or at motherhoodunstressed.com. Hello, Darren. Welcome to the motherhood unstressed podcast. I'm so excited you're here. I love your work. Um, I, we were talking a little bit before when I saw your work and read the captions on Instagram, I knew that I would have to have you on the show if you agreed, because the work that you're doing now is so needed in the world. So welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad that you found me. I know it's a, it's a large sea of of people out there, of content creators, of of people just putting putting things out into the world. So the fact that you you found me is, is certainly um, just is so it's such a testament to just as an artist being able to have the ability to reach people, complete strangers, you know, that outside of a gallery or outside of any sort of formal sort of setting, to be able to just reach people um, so organically is such a blessing.
0: Yeah and I think you know I don't really believe in coincidences I think you know we found each mm-hmm. other because we are in alignment and and your work is speaking to people who I think are on a higher vibration and you know are into expression and healing and all of that but I want I want you to take us back to the origin story of you how did you become an artist how did you know that art was going to be your path
1: well um i mean it's certainly something that is very very new and very um uh, recent for as far as really kind of streamlining it into this is something that is a viable career and even every day it still is like surprising me and shocking me that i'm actually making a living doing this so for most of my life there was always a little bit of dabbling in in you know sort of artistic creativity whether it was like in high school like expressing myself through like really like just kind of extravagant uh, clothing or extravagant behavior or just in a way that I think was certainly, trying to to express myself and maybe it wasn't necessarily in sort of a classical format or anything but it was always just like I had something to say and and I wanted to say it and so it really wasn't until um, just a couple of years ago that I was sort of fed up with um, just for my entire working life always having jobs that were just menial jobs that had no sort of artistic expression whatsoever they were you know working for the man or working for this or that just the most random hodgepodge of jobs just to you know sort of pay the bills and and keep food on the table. And it was always just, it always felt like I was kind of fighting against that. And so within times of jobs that had a little bit more sort of latent periods of just kind of nothing to do, I would always kind of gravitate towards some sort of um, expression and that towards, you know, maybe about, five years ago was like really when I started kind of picking up the pen again and just kind of drawing and filling in that, that gap of time and just sort of expressing myself through illustration and it's such an accessible medium and I'm so grateful that that, that medium found me because you know if it was if I was I was a, I used to be a manager at a car wash super randomly and there'd be a lot of downtime <laughs> if I was into acrylic paintings I wouldn't be able to drag a canvas in and, and you know paint while I was while I was doing it so I can kind of hide it and do it on the sneaky tip of like drawing some scrap paper and just kind of doing that, drawing on coffee cups, just kind of just drawing and having that time that would just otherwise be spent, like being miserable about what I was doing was actually like if through a form of actual, some sort of expression. And, um, we kind of built from there and, and just wanted to find myself being like, this is what I want to be doing with my time all the time, not just filling in the gaps of these crappy jobs. So it sort of built like that. And at one point I, I rarely make a make promises to myself or make make like um setting myself like really any sort of um firm goals of like I'm going to do this and I'm going to stick to it I I had this weird feeling of just like I'm going to commit to one drawing a day and whether that's, you know, how it doesn't have to be extravagant or anything elaborate. It's just like putting pen to paper every single day and like really committing to that. And I did that for a while. I did that for, for a couple of years. And, and I really believe that that was sort of the, the genesis of like of really developing a um, a workflow or developing some sort of like commitment to, to a medium and really just saying like, this hat, you kind of have to do these things every single day. If you're going to really commit to them, I think anytime you kind of falter, and I believe that that's with diet and with exercise and with anything that is going to um, provide any sort of actual, like good habitual routine, it really needs you have to commit and you have to do it every single day. I think, you know, even especially in the, the exercise thing for me, if I fall off going to the gym for a day, then it's like the next day and the next day. And so it's just really like just kind of dragging yourself into something, even when you're maybe not feeling like doing it that day. So, Fast forward to just a couple, uh, just about three years ago now, is uh, my partner and I had been this kind of living this vagabond lifestyle and very in, in, in line with this, the fact that I was having random jobs where we'd be moving to different towns and kind of just packing up and moving again and never really having any sort of home base grounded nature, very just kind of just it was very flighty and very just kind of not not grounded and so we uh happened upon this little town that we live in now called Ojai um it's this magical little town tucked in a valley it's about an hour and a half outside of LA it's a, it's it's um kind of a, sp- a space that has been known for uh heal- many healers a lot of um eastern philosophers and just a lot of just um healing arts and and, and people in healing uh, uh sort of industry have have settled in here and made made their way to here and just it's got a very magical quality to it and it drew us in and um, at that point I had been, um, we had kind of been, there's a, there was a gap in us living anywhere. We were in this very transient stage. And so there was no work, there was no menial job keeping me, uh, keeping my time occupied. And so I was, I was drawing a lot more consistently and I was starting to post it on Instagram and by no means was my account an arts account or anything like that. And I just was throwing in drawings every now and then. And, and, and people started to see that much like you did of like, there's someone here drawing, I'm, I'm resonating with what they're doing. They reach out and, it's just started kind of slowly being like, Oh, will you do an album cover. I need a, I need, I need this, I need a poster. And I just kind of, I always have this thing where I'm realizing more and more every day is, is if you, you know, I'm stealing from field of dreams, the movie, but it's, if you build it, they will come and you have to really put out if you, you know, if you're an amazing artist of any kind and you keep your stuff in your studio and you never show it to anybody, how is anybody going to know? How is anybody going to want to patronize you or anything? So really putting it out there, and starting to do that of really like kind of announcing it to not only the world, but the universe and to myself and saying like, I am an illustrator. Like I'm, I'm believing that and I'm, I'm making that happen. And, and so it just sort of started to slowly build like that. And by the time we got to Ojai, um, I was getting consistent amount of work. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a huge amount of money, but it was like, it was evidence that this is something that I, am doing and can continue to do because I started doing it and I committed to myself. And so when we got here, by the time we got here, I still wasn't a hundred percent sure. So I got a, another menial job just as like this, you know, having a little safety net. And in that menial job, I found myself again in, in the, in the downtime drawing and just really like being like, this is what I want to do. And then I slowly started kind of like giving my shifts away to people. And then eventually it came to the point of the person who was employing me. I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to work here anymore. She's like, yeah, I know that I can tell you've not, you haven't worked here in about a week, you know? And so just sort of, and then finally kind of you know, removing that final safety net of like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing this and I'm going to commit to it. And I'm going to trust as a huge part of it is I'm going to trust that work will continue to come in. And that's kind of where we're at now. And that's, that's, you know, just about two and a half, almost three years later, I have too much work. I, I need to like, actually start to like, kind of turn down work and say no and find other people who I think would maybe be more suited for it. And so it just, it just happens so organically and so naturally that I think if I had any more of a if I had any more intention or of a plan I maybe wouldn't have been so keen because I would have been maybe afraid that oh well it's not working towards the plan that I had and so just having this sort of very very organic um the the organic nature of it is something that actually I think um got me to where I am now and I hope that wasn't too long-winded of a story I realized I just was talking for several minutes
0: (laughs) no it was beautiful it painted such a great picture you're a great storyteller as well as an illustrator thank you yeah but I think I think what I got most out of that is that you trusted the process. You didn't expect everything to be settled and firm within six months or anything like that. You just Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and like you said, you know, it was very organic, but at the same time, I think the dedication and the discipline that you exhibited is huge. And I think that that's kind of a sticking point for a lot of people. They don't have that. So what was it? Do you think that kept you going kept you pushing was it the love of the art was it you know your own intuition what was it that kept you coming back to the page every single day and trusting you know the the process that you were going through that you were on the right path
1: yeah well i think first and foremost if if you're doing something and it's not it's not it doesn't start at something that you enjoy then it's not going to it's not going to succeed it's not going to take off if, if at the root of it you Um, you aren't enjoying it or you're not doing it for yourself first and foremost, I think then it's not going to be successful. And um, I think for me, I really like it was, it was first and foremost, like, I'm just gonna put my head down, I'm gonna draw on this piece of paper, and when I lift my head up, there'll be something that never existed before, that's something that nobody has thought of, and something that I created from start to finish, and here it is. And so, first of all, that's like that's the joy. And then I think the secondary part of it is I have an ego and I have I have needs, I have emotional needs, and I and I need to know that what I'm doing has some value outside of myself. And so then being able to have that really that instant feedback of living in a time of social media, of like like, let me just put, put this into the world and and hopefully it resonates with somebody. And so to be able to have that sort of like uh, almost instantaneous feedback of your work is I think was a ma- very major uh, uh, sort of motivator for me because I think, again, the kind of the, to the example of the person who's this kind of maybe recluse artist who paints in their studio and never shows their work, yeah, there's a joy in that. And there's a fulfillment in that. But art is meant to be this sort of like team or you know in a in a group sense of like it needs to be shared and it needs to have that energy vibrated back to it and so i think to just have that instantaneous feeling was like was like almost like um that on on like a steroids of just like okay i can get this immediately where like again just like i always i'm i'm so grateful for my medium because it's it is so accessible that you know, to paint this huge canvas that you've labored over for many, many months. And then you need to find a gallery owner and yada, yada, yada. All that stuff is like, there's a long time before you're going to get that. I think before you get that, um, that feeling back where you're like, this is something that's important. This is something that, that people uh, need and people that, that people want. So I think, yeah, that's definitely the motivating factor was, Getting very uh, quick feedback and knowing, okay, people care about this. You know, like it's it's not something that I had to work on for a year in the, in my own you know in the dark and and then present it to the world. It was just like this very immediate um, uh, feedback.
0: Yeah, I completely resonate with that because that's exactly how you know this motherhood and trust started. I was working for the government and stealing moments of time where I could blog and things like that. But at the same time, when I, when you put yourself out there and you put your heart and soul out there, there is that moment of fear, fear of rejection, fear of judgment. Did you Mm -hmm. ever feel that? Cause I think that that holds a lot of people back as well from doing what they truly love and what they truly want to do. Did you have any feeling of like, Oh, do I really want to post this? I don't know if it's good enough. Um, Talk to us about that.
1: I mean, I think, I don't know what it is because I do know that, and I, you know, I, I, this is something that pretty much my therapist and I talk about all every session is, is my, my sort of my insecurities and how they hold me back and how they sort of play into my every decision I make and this sort of like overthinking things and really like, um, having this sort of like almost codependent feeling of like how my, how everything I do, how it affects people and this whole, this very, like very debilitating side of me, um, in social interactions and, and just, just interactions with people in general but I, I i feel like my art is sort of free of that i from the start when i was drawing i mean it, it was funny just you know in the process of finding my artistic voice and like what, what my style was and what my just what my recognizable like people can see my work now and it it kind of has a consistent style and they kind of recognize it as mine but you know early on there was there was experimentation and and just kind of not really like a very kind of um it's not a centralized voice. But even in that, I was confident. I was like, this is good. Like, this is funny or quirky or irreverent, or it, it says something. Maybe it's not this like all, like not very important thing that needs to be said, but it felt, I felt confident in, in my work very, very early on. So it never held me back. And it always, and even to this day there, I don't have I pretty much share everything I make. There's it's very, you know, there's not a catalog of work that people haven't seen and that is from from the beginning when I was just drawing on paper and drawing goofy little things to now where I work digitally and I work much quicker and and my style is much more minimal and 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 different the evolution of that is there and even if you go back far enough in my feed you can see probably one of the first drawings I posted or even the the drawing I did that was saying that was making the promise to myself that I was going to draw every day. And I don't, I don't look at any of that stuff and cringe. I see it as like, okay, yeah, there's my style has changed. My style has gotten better. It's, it's evolved. But I know, but I always felt like right from the beginning, I was like, I like this. Like I'm, I'm happy with this. And again, I think that's the most important thing is like, are you happy with it? Then great. Like then of course there still is that fear of like, well, what if other people aren't happy with it? But I think just getting that initial feeling of like, I like this, I'm going to put it out. And, I think that, that I feel, I mean, I certainly feel really like maybe unique in that sense against other artists who don't necessarily feel that way. But yeah, I certainly feel that as a blessing of, and I think that's also a testament to, to my success is that I never was bogged down by feeling like this isn't good enough.
0: I just love how real you just got right there. I mean that was I and mean, we talking about, you know, your experience with therapy and 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 that underlying like yes, I'm I have had feelings like like I just love that you just shared that because someone listening right now is like okay, he did it, I can do it too. And, you know, these feelings are completely normal and I'm not alone in that. So, oh, that was just so. Yeah. And
1: I think that again, I, I, I almost, a, I only just, thank you for that question because I only really just kind of realized that. And, and I'm sure that'll help in my development and growth, but recognizing that my, my work is, is independent of, of um, my life and, and, and into what we kind of talked about um, I think before we started recording was that, that my work i show my my show my work uh on instagram and it's and it 's there it is on the little square the image and I often don 't necessarily maybe put my my own things i 'm dealing with into the work necessarily I save that for the the comment the the post below where then i 'll sort of be like here's what I'm going through here's what I'm dealing with and that's that's more the thing I I question and and rewrite and edit and all the things where I'm like okay this is this is Darren this is like Darren Darren's like journal entry or something like that. And the post, the image is like, that's, that's kind of, that's art. That's for universal. That's for everybody. And then when I'm actually pouring my heart out in there, then I'm like, shoot, like, is, should I, am I going too far? Am I sharing too much? Uh-huh. Am I like, you know, all these things. So the insecurity is, is there, but it's in a different section of it. So it's, it's funny that there's the two kind of duality of these two things living together on this one platform that we all experience or interact with.
0: Yeah, but I see, I think that's what makes you different because there's a, there's a myriad of, of great artists out there who are putting out their art every single day. And th- I think there's a reason that people are gravitating towards you because you do share that vulnerability. You do share what you're thinking about, what you're going through and all of that. So do you think consciously is that a part of your art?
1: I think that that is kind of is the, um, is my, uh, like I have, I have a lot of opinions. I have a lot, I have, I have something to say about most things and I don't come from it from an authoritative standpoint of saying this is the way it is. I'm saying this is the way I'm experiencing it. And this is the way that I, I feel about a certain situation. And I think that that is sort of, um, it's a platform. I mean, I, I, I can't not say something and, and, and when I have to hold my back, hold myself back or censor myself, it, 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 I can feel myself like wanting to like push through that. And so I think having, I feel privileged to have this platform of, of being able to reach so many people. And I know that, um, sharing my experiences does really help. So that again, just sort of like in a way feeds a certain part of my ego of just like, but also recognizing like this is something that like we're all going through in some way, in some form. So let me just like put it out there. And, um, I do, I do recognize that as like a appeal of my work. And I think, um, it would be, it's funny because I, I, when I'm showing my work and it's not often that I'll actually like kind of put my work out outside of the Instagram feed, you know, other than people buying my work, but like showing my work is like, I don't ever have like a statement. I don't ever have like, oh, here's my artist statement. This is what I was thinking when I made this. It's almost like, um, the work is just, it's, the work is one side and, and then Darren is like the other side and, and they're, they they do not necessarily go hand in hand a lot of the times, but I'm, I'm so grateful that there is that space. There's that little, section on the bottom that I could just be like, Hey, I'm going through something right now. And, um, here it is. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. I'm just so grateful for for the Instagram platform. I really, I know as much as people bemoan it and complain about certain aspects of it, it's been, I mean, it's the only reason you and I are talking right now.
0: 100%. So I am curious, where does the inspiration for this work that you put out, where does it come from?
1: Um, well, I think that, I think, um, it's weird because it definitely comes from a need to create. So I think it starts there. Of am just like, it's, it's kind of at this, I don't know if obsessive is the right word, but it definitely feels like borderline obsessive of like, I have, I like, it's almost like a bowel movement. Like I need to do it every (laughs) single day or I feel backed up and I feel like there's something wrong. I need to move something through me. It's a very cathartic experience to like, to to have a blank canvas and to and to to spend a little bit of time, even if it's 10 minutes to just like, again, it's like, it's a practice, you know, it's like something that needs to be done every day in order to stay good at it or get better at it and everything. And so I think it's definitely like my inspiration, uh, that that ends up coming into creation is creation itself, is is this idea of of putting something that didn't exist out there and just like just that feeling, that like vibration of like this maybe affected the the weird just this weird matrix y thing we live in where like I put it out there not knowing what the, what the consequences or the, or the the repercut, not not to to note that it's something bad, but to, to what the, what the, the effect is going to be. And so to put something out there and then to know that someone's going to see it and it makes their day a little bit better or it makes them think in a weird way or, or just makes them, it affects them. So I think that that is the inspiration for my work is like, I I don't put a lot of thought, like you can find some of my work and be like, oh, what did you, what did you mean by this? And I'll say, I don't know. Like I (laughs) I almost, I leave that up to to you. I leave that up to the consumer, to the viewer of the art. Something was running through me that made me put this line here and this line here, but I don't ever say sit down and give it so much thought that is like, I want this to mean happiness or connection or anything like that. It's often I end up finding the theme of my work when it comes to the point where I need to name it in, in order to put it up in my web shop. And I, and I, I, I joke about it a lot with, with a friend of mine about, like, I'll look at something and be like, all right, what does this say? Like, what it, what is this thing? And, and it often is these kind of these nouns or these verbs that come up where I feel, then I feel a little bit pretentious about it where I'm like, <laughs> This one is connection, and I'm like, uh, like I (laughs) I didn't set out to be that. You do live in Ohio, so (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: it's true. Yes, there's there's connection. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's funny because it it comes again. I think into that into that inorganic place of where I don't have a lot of intentionality, but something comes out and then it needs to kind of have intention placed on it for various reasoning for marketing reasons or for you know whatever and like I just put up something the other day that was just a had again I just drew it I'm just whatever the source is running through me whoever and I'm putting lines together and I put it up and it's getting likes and it's getting hearts and comments and all that stuff and someone's just like wait can someone explain this to me and I'm like and I just said it's just something nice to look at like you know obviously the people who other people who commented saw something that they resonated with and, and to, for that person to be like, Hey, I'm, I'm not in on this. Like, I'm not, can someone explain this to me? Like that's, that's kind of, it makes me laugh a little bit because it's just like, I don't know. I can't, I can't explain it to you. That's up to you to to figure out. And I think that's, you know, I guess that's, that's art in general, but um, I would just say that my inspiration is just creation. And having having the ability and having the privilege and having the the, the, the the ability to do that, I think it would be a disservice to myself, first and foremost, again, to not do this. And so really just like getting to do it, getting to be maybe an inspiration to someone who's like, I'm, I'm starting to create, but I'm, you know, I'm a little shy about putting it out. It's just like, I put out something every single day and I hope that that does, uh, you know, inspire people to do the same or to do it to some degree where it's just like, you got to... You got to create, and also another big thing of mine is is um, creation over consumption. Is that we are just we're inundated with things to consume, and and media, and and just information that I think it often it uh, overwhelms people to the point where they're not they end up just consuming more than they create. And I think that we are all for the most part are, especially living in this modern world of of accessible technologies and and mediums that there's no excuse not to put something out there, like, you know, to sing a song and put it on YouTube or do just do anything that is your form of expression. I think we're doing ourselves a disservice as a, as a species who have hands and feet and voices and eyes and ears, and all these things that we can just create so much with. Um, I think that that, that is really really important as a as a species
0: I love that you just said that because I completely agree. I'm always telling people like, oh, you're so good at this. You should put this out there. Mm -hmm. People see this. I mean, I'm always like almost every single day. I feel that like so deeply. I think you're right. And it's when we are consuming so much that we don't even know who we are, that we're not listening to that still small voice inside. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody has that spark. Um, But I'm curious because you do seem so in tune with Source, with, you know, you are such an open and the art kind of just flows through you. Do you do anything in particular to kind of set the stage for your creation to occur? Do you have like a morning routine? Do you meditate? Do you do yoga? Tell us all the things.
1: Um, well, you know, I was a little, I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's a shame that, I'm, that I feel any apprehension towards talking about this only because of the stigma that's around it. But I, I, um, I'm hu- a huge proponent of psychedelics and, and, and spirit medicine and plant medicine. And, and I know that that's, you know, it's by, by according to the law of man, it's illegal. And it's unfortunate that it really is because it's something that's been in human existence for thousands of years. There's still tribes that have been, you know, using these medicines for, for, you know, millennia. And it's only in this past recent, you know, hundred years that, that, to put it bluntly, white men found it to be an off-putting thing and to try and, you know, just to, to put out this information and propaganda against it and say that it is something that is a drug, that is, you know, whatever, you know, all the just all the, the awful propaganda that's been spouted against it. But to me, uh, the experiences that I've had on various psychedelics is the closest and only real connection that I've ever had to source. I mean, before I, I started sitting in... Um, In ceremony, uh, I was atheist, maybe a little bit leaning towards agnostic. And then after my first ayahuasca ceremony, I was... I believed in something. You know, it's not God. It's not whatever its source. Which is, I'm I'm glad that you you understand that word and, and can put something to it. Uh, that there is something, and it and it was huge. It cracked me wide open. I mean, it made me to to go from like, nah, there's nothing. We're just bags of flesh. This very kind of insular. Say it was a sad. It's a sad outlook, and it's and it's a it's a it doesn't feel. It feels kind of. It's really lonely to think that way, and to just think that you get this, you know, birth and death, and there's nothing outside of that was, you know, it wasn't inspiring first and foremost. And then to to have that, um, to have that kind of broken open and and completely that to have that viewpoint completely changed was, you know, a a God-like experience. I mean, people have these awakenings and throughout history, there's been, you know, you discover whatever it is, you, you, however you define it. And that is through, through various means such as meditation and yoga and all these, you know, Eastern practices. And for me that those things sort of never really found their way into my life or I was apprehensive, to them or was lazy so I think that's a very valid reason and and so never really had that presence of mind to say like with the way, with the way that I did committed to drawing of like, I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to sit still for 30 minutes every day. Like I just, I'm, I'm too like too frantic and too manic and like too like to sit and stop for, for half an hour is like, I try, I try it and I can, I will continue to try it, but it's very, very difficult for me. And especially in like a, a creative mind that never feels like it's ever really like wants to be turned off. Like I don't like, I don't have a desire to stop that. Um, and so to be able to find this sort of source, and it's in a very very safe container, and it's and it's run by people who have had years of experience, and it's done in a in a very very safe and responsible setting, and it's just done in, in with reverence and awe, and and there's 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 you know prayers and blessings around it. I mean I, I didn't I didn't have a religious upbringing. But to come into this late in life, like it's you know, it's akin to religion where you where you approach it with reverence and you you approach it with respect and you you all agree that this is what's going to happen and we're all gonna experience something different and, and big and, and there's emotion and there's energy flowing through this that to me it's just it's something that I just hold so close to my heart and, and and I'm really like I'm getting emotional just talking about it I mean it means so much to me to be able to have these experiences where I'm tapping into a, a, an area of existence that I hadn't experienced before and and that I otherwise don't think I would have really had an ex- uh, way of experiencing this so really it's just it's it's a shame and I think it's really unfortunate that it's so it 's so frowned upon and, and looked looked at as anything other than what could be a really really life altering um situation for people and I think there's just so, there's been so much fear put around it and i and I understand the fear because it is something that to go deep into your consciousness is it's an it's it's a territory that not a lot of people experience, and you go deep into these places that can often have a lot of shadows and things that you necessarily wouldn't necessarily want to experience, but you have to see the shadows. You have to pull the. Open the doors and pull the pull the blankets up and look into these cracks and crevices of all these places that you're holding all these things that are help that are pro- prohibiting you from living. I think a really a much fuller and richer life.
0: Oh, absolutely. And you know, I'm I think slowly society is changing. I mean, you look at cannabis and, and how that's shifting. You yes. look at you know mushrooms on their way to becoming legal in Colorado. So I think yes. it is, and because of the work of maps and things like that, they're showing the real benefit to the brain for you know with people with ptsd and other traumas how this does really help and and people with addictions and things like that um i'm i'm really interested in getting into this eventually i want to visit mama Aya as well one day
1: oh good good Um, i was yeah yeah, you didn't know i didn't like i was like gonna when you asked what inspires me i was like "Ah, i'll just kind of tell that the non (laughs) non side of you know and i and i'm grateful that you're that you're open to it and i think that um I think that it's really I thought it's another thing that's really important to me to talk to and to give voice to talk about and give voice to is um, I I just think that there's been again just that misinformation and and again not coming from an authoritative standpoint or from anything other than here is my experience with this and however you take that and however you, you interpret that is up to you, but I'm going to tell you what I experienced. And I hope that that is something that you feel um, inspired by. And I think there's also, you know, with what you said about maps and and these sort of decriminalizations around some of these medicines is amazing. But I also feel like there's been such a long history of suppression and, and we're kind of like trying to get back to this neutral place and then go from there where it's like actually being integrated and, and normalized and all this sort of stuff. So yeah, there's a lot of work to be done. And I, and I think it's really important for people who have had positive experiences or negative experiences. Like I'm not going to say you won't have some, you know, uh, uh, seeing demons or seeing your own demons is like, it's, it's scary. But at the end of the day, good or bad, you know, I had a bad trip. Like there's no such thing. You're going to come out of it with some lesson, with some experience that you can apply to life. And, um, it's a a full spectrum experience, you know? And so I think that scares people, you know, with like other, what are actual like drugs, I think they are chasing this like dopamine rush or we're chasing this thing that is only happiness, only joy. And when you come into an experience like a psychedelic, it's, it's, um, it, the reason I think part of it is it's the part of the reason it's not it's not addictive is like who's going to get addicted to like having like pulling you know pulling their shadows up all the time right? Like that's, it's work. It's <laughs> exhausting. It's really hard. Yeah, and it's and it's like anything like exercise. I mean, I guess you become addicted to like dopings from that, but at the end of the day, but it's still like it's work. You know, that's that's really a, a what it is. It's not a drug. It's 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 a it's work. Like it's going in and and really putting yourself through the ringer and, and coming out of it on the other side of like. I did some, I did some growth there and I just, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful that you, you are, you know, familiar with certain things and, and willing to discuss them.
0: I haven't experienced it personally, but just listening to you talk, I mean, you were, you were sharing your absolute truth. And I think that that is, again, goes back to empowering the listener um, to open mm-hmm. your mind to different things and different experiences. Um, but um, I wanted to kind of shift and talk about your role now as a father, you're a parent of one. How has that impacted your art And, um, really uh, how has being a father changed how you do your work and, and what you express to the world?
1: Yeah, well, um, there's there's a very very clear um, kind of BCAD point in my in my work and, and in my career that I can that I can absolutely trace 100 percent to having a child was when I was when I again in that first early period of of promising myself to draw something every day that was um, a piece of paper and it was always just like copy or paper nothing special and a pencil and a micron pen which is just like a fine line black pen and it would be um, sitting down and, and drawing it and then you know doing the lines and then I I was working in a style uh, called pointillism or stipple which is you know dotting the paper hundreds and thousands of times until you form a gradient and it's a very labor intensive time intensive uh, way of working and I, I just love it and I think it's so dynamic and it's just really really beautiful and so I would do that. And, and this is before we had the kid, it would be like, you know, my partner would, would want to spend time with me, obviously. And I would be like, I just kind of found this new found obsession, this newfound form of expression that i just became like immediately addicted to and immediately hooked on that. I would be like, I want to draw and it's taking all this time to do it. And it, and it would, it, you know, it, it, it kind of, it made, uh, there, there'd like be some, some, um, conflict in our relationship of like being really like immersed and wanting to, to spend all my time time doing this. And then, you know, having the very real heady, dose of reality realization of like, okay, well that can maybe do this with my partner for a short amount of time, but now we're going to be having a child. And I realized that that's going to require much more of my time. And it was kind of like, it struck me like a bolt of lightning. I'm just like, I can't do, I can't do this anymore. I can't sit here and spend, you know, five hours, like drawing one thing. And, And I just kind of had this real realization of like, I need to find a way to produce more efficiently and, and, you know, a way to kind of like adapt my style to what my new life is going to be. And I, in high school, I had very, um, a couple of years in my junior and senior year of of learning graphic design. And so getting an introduction to Adobe Illustrator and Adobe Photoshop, which I I used kind of throughout the years of just like here and there of like managing to stay within the program and and have a pretty good handle on it. And I kind of realized that, oh, if I make a shift into digital, I can produce so much more efficiently and, and just so much more just, more output and so that's what I did and you can very again if you go back far enough in my feed you can see a clear uh d- a switch in that where I started to work digitally and that became um what people sort of, what people recognize me for now. My style just became much more reduced and minimal and kind of more graphic based and and less detailed and, and actually added, I started to add color because when I was just drawing with pen and paper, there was never any color application. And so it just like I'm so grateful for it realizing that like, okay, I need to like get more efficient here and, and shore up any sort of like you know, inconsistent or, you know, just inefficiencies. And that became what my style is now. And so I, I do believe that that probably wouldn't have happened unless I got like this fire under my ass. It's like, Oh my God, I'm not going to have time to do this anymore. And so that I'm so grateful for, you know, and on in in one side of my career of being like, cool, this, def- this defines like the kind of the real fun, wild look that, is so synonymous with who I am now. And on the other side, of course, you know, being the blessing of becoming a father is like, is incalculable. And, and just, um, the thing, the struggle that I kind of deal with now is that I'm at, um, I don't want to say the height or height of my career, but I hope, because I hope that it continues to climb, but I do feel like I'm at a, a level of my career that is new and is really exciting and is, is very like, all engaging all engrossing and so now finding a ways of sort of like uh okay what is the how much time should i can i commit to work and how much time should i commit to being a father and sometimes that still comes into a little bit of a conflict of like i want to sit down and create something i want to have the time to do that and then finding out like there's doctor's appointments and school and all these things that are, are what you become as a, as a parent. And it just like, I don't know that I prepared myself mentally as thoroughly as I could to be like, um, this is a full-time thing. And at the end of the day, it's, it's the most important thing. And so there's a, there's still a little bit of conflict there of, of, being, um, I'm really bad with calendars and schedules and all these things and trying to get better at like, there needs to be regimentation. There needs to be like clear, concise boundaries around time. And my partner's super good at that. And I still resist and there'll be like, you know, things to do tomorrow that I've just not committed to memory at all. Cause I'm not thinking about that. And then, you know, tomorrow comes and I'm like, what? I didn't know about that. And <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's that. And so it's becoming, I think, you know, in a beautiful sense of like how just my life kind of feels like it just started a couple of years ago, my true like purpose and being really like just just started. And so there's growing pains to it.
0: Oh my God. I I totally understand that sentiment. I totally get that feeling. Um, And at the end of the day, I mean, you are doing work that's paying the bills. So it's a fine line. Like I get that. And uh, it is, it is always a balancing act. And I have to say as a parent for over seven years, you never feel like you are doing enough work or being a good enough parent. So my oh, advice good. okay yeah right I mean you might as well just get used to that feeling of I don't want to say never being enough but I guess you never feeling like you're you're able to balance it all because at the end of the day balance is bullshit um but yeah, yeah. just doing the best you can I think you articulated that extremely well and uh yeah thank
1: you yeah I mean there's also just yeah there's an acceptance of, of uh you have to I, it's not just me And it's not just me like when it was me I got that. Like, that's fine. I can wake up, put my pants on and, and do my thing. But now it's just like, it, it, there's factors that are so out of my control that that's really, I think the, the biggest lessons that I'm trying to um, learn and adapt and adjust to is there's so much in this life that is, that is not in my control. And as a bit of a, I don't want to say control freak, but I like knowing, I like being able to be, to, to anticipate and to, to, you know, to kind of have a sense of what's going to happen. I got to throw that out the window. Cause that's, that's gone. That's, there's no longer that. And it never was that there was never total control, but
0: I know, right? Because you said that you moved around a lot. You were very transient. Like, how did that, I mean, for someone who likes having control and knowing what's going on, like, how did that, how did that happen?
1: Oh, it was, it was extremely, extremely difficult. I mean, there was, you know, um, in, in, in definitely in like praise of my partner, uh, we, I think that I wouldn't be I wouldn't be where I am right now if it wasn't uh-huh. for my partner's sort of this, this kind of insatiable nature of like trying things, trying, never getting, never getting um, cozy and, and, and complacent. I think complacent is complacency is the death of any sort of, creative form or, or experiencing things in life of just like being like, okay, I'm done. This is where I live. This is the job I do. This is like what I am, uh, you know, just that it's, it's, that is the, that is the, 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 the death, death of, of the human experience. And so I think I was, I was very reluctantly dragged through a lot of that, but at the end of the, at, you know, to look back at it, I wouldn't trade it for the world because it's exactly where I'm where I am now is I'm so happy. And I know, all things in life lead you to where you are, whether they're good or bad or, or in between. And so, yeah, it was, it was difficult for me. And, and, you know, a lot of frustration came from it, but it's these really important lessons that I wouldn't have learned unless I went through these experiences.
0: Oh, 100%. I mean, I grew up in a Marine Corps family. We moved every two years, my entire life until high school. Yeah. So like now I've been in the same house for three years, I've got two kids and I'm like, okay, honey, it's time to move. We got to go. Yeah, like, this is a really good area, good schools. He's like, no, we're not moving. I'm like, what? What are you You're talking right. about? Yeah, I totally get it. But there's something about starting fresh, getting rid of shit, like packing it all up and going somewhere new and experiencing new people and new food. I mean, I get it. It is. It's like it's life giving in a way. I still haven't lost. That yes, advantage.
1: for sure. Well, I think that there's the, idea of finding a way where you can, where I think the, the ungrounded nature of it was what was most difficult to me because I am such a homebody and I like the consistency and the predictability, but I do also recognize that anytime we've traveled or done anything, you know, from home base is that it provides some sort of experience. And again, I, I often, I'm, I'm often like, you oh, know, I don't want to do this. And even <laughs> in the time, maybe I feel the way, but you know, it's just like, that's my like curmudgeony nature and I, and I'm, and I'm, I, I'm slow to learn lessons and I'm slow to integrate things and so really just like coming to a point of just like if I feel reluctant then it's very likely that something good is going to come out of it because Mm -hmm. it's pulling me out of my comfort zone and I I have a very small safe space that I remain in and I don't feel threatened when I'm in this space and then you know it's safe but and you know that's 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 not light. That's too small. That's not, that's, there's no experience in that. And so if I get pulled out of that and I'm experiencing things, I actually realize like I'm stronger than I think I am. And, you know, I'm braver than I think I am. So I have to have this, you know, to have a partner that pulls me out of that is really, really important.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like that you're proving to yourself that you can do scary things, things outside of your comfort mm-hmm. zone. You're, you're avoiding that death of, of existence. Yeah. Like so many people are, are, you know, they find themselves trapped in these boxes and they're like, how did I get here? This is my, like, how is this my life? And like, that to me is, is a practice, like doing stuff every single day to push yourself, to reach for something greater. It's hard and it's uncomfortable, but you do it every single day. It does become addicting, you know, like sitting down at the beach. Yes, for sure. Oh, everything's addicting if it feels good.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: Um, but we are to the point in the interview where I ask you some rapid fire questions before we finish sure. up. Are you ready? Okay. No, I am. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend a second. You said yes. <laughs> <laughs> get uncomfortable this is your uncomfortable part
1: of your day okay here we go um
0: the world needs
1: the world needs kindness
0: i'm grateful for
1: i'm grateful for everything i am everything i know everything i have
0: and I will say, you're probably the guest who said I'm grateful the most during an interview. So that says a lot
1: about you. Wow, me. that's amazing. Oh my God, thank you. I'm so glad to hear that. That's great. i mm-hmm. okay. grateful.
0: <laughs> Art is?
1: Art is existence.
0: Mm-hmm. And lastly, what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on?
1: Um, I think that there is um, to the, probably to put it in like such a cheesy, cheesy cliche way is don't sweat the small stuff. And people did tell me that when I was young, but I'm only now just <laughs> really understanding it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. Oh, this is so great. So how can the listener find your work that we've been talking about this whole time, find you, read these amazing captions, connect with you? What's the best way?
1: Uh, my Instagram is at realfunwow. That's R E A L. F U N W O W. And that is kind of my brand, I suppose. Um, that is my website as well, real dot And, um, that's kind of really it. Just those two platforms. I mean, I, like I said, I do post something every single day on Instagram. So, you know, it's, I think it's worth it if you enjoy my look to follow me and, and hopefully find something that you like every day. And then, um, yeah, I have a, a uh, an insane catalog of prints on my web store and I have some wall hangings and other offerings. Um, and, um, If you sign up for my newsletter, you'll get 15% off your first purchase.
0: And where did the name Real Fun Wow come from? I mean, it's hilarious um
1: that's thank you yeah that was um, my partner and I were laying down to bed one night and um, <laughs> there was something that was exciting that was coming up I, don't, I wish I remember specifically when my partner said and tomorrow like getting all excited about it, and tomorrow it's gonna be real fun Wow and there was <laughs> I felt like there was a comma in there there was a real fun so like the way that it's spelled out in on my checks and, and my, my LLC is real fun comma Wow exclamation point which is amazing I think to have a business name with a comma and an exclamation point. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of the way it's laid out. And I don't know, it, it hit me and I felt really, it's like, yeah, it felt some, I felt something in it. And, um, and I, I stuck, yeah, I kind of just stuck. And it's been something that uh, I actually just registered the trademark for it recently that it's, it's in the process of being trademarked and I'm happy with it. And I hope that it feels, you know, just as good, you know, 50 years from now. So
0: I love that. And don't get intimidated if they send your trademark back and then you get all these emails from attorneys saying they can help you. It's really not that hard. Oh, to my fix.
1: God. I just went oh, through. God, it's yeah. super
0: easy. Don't hire an attorney. It's okay.
1: <laughs> no, no. I do the stuff through LegalZoom, and then they let you know that you're going to be getting inundated with all these third-party companies. And sure enough, mm-hmm. you do. of selling you this and buying that and everything. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, be nice. Oh, this was so great, Darren. I think I absolutely know that someone listening has been inspired by you. I've been inspired by you. and
1: uh, Oh, it's so good to hear. Thank you so much. I'm so, again, grateful for this experience. And um, <laughs> I'm just so, yeah, just, it's so cool that you found me. And I just, I love this existence we live in where we just find strangers and get to talk to them.
0: I do too. Thanks. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. If you found any kind of value out of this conversation today, please Share us on your Instagram stories, tag us at Motherhood Unstressed, and hit those five stars. It literally takes five seconds to do that, and you will feel so good for uh, giving back to the show if we have given anything to you. Have a great week. Love you guys.